And for further analysis on what's playing itself out on that market scene, I'm joined by independent analyst Carl Kievis. Carl, it's always a pleasure. Hello to you. Uh, good afternoon. All right, Carl, uh, upbeat screens in Europe and also not so bad on the JC. It is the second day after a bloodbath last week. Let's just talk about what is driving uh, these sentiments uh, today. Yeah, I think, I mean, firstly, probably, like you said, a bit of a bloodbath prior to this, uh, maybe time for a bit of a breather. But I think um, globally the market has sort of initially that, that Chinese, the worries around China, not that they've gone away, um, maybe just uh, dissipating slightly um, and, and a bit of positivity coming through. I know the, the, the market is waiting for things like the Fed uh, um, comments at the, the Jackson Hole conference um, just to get a bit of direction. But I think overall the, the global market is, you know, believing that, that at least that in the U.S. the, the uh, hiking cycle has peaked and, and hopefully from here, um, it could be could lead to to rate cuts, but um, not not in, in the near future. But but you know once they've they've got a bit more confidence on the inflation number. But I think uh, some some of the it's a bit of a relief rally. I think uh, and some opportunities in the market. Also uh, decent results out of a lot of uh, uh, companies reporting out of the US. What we're also seeing is a bit of rand strength. I'm keen to get, uh, you know, uh, what we're seeing. There is a dollar weakness. Uh, we know, for instance, S&P's gone on to downgrade about, I think, five of those uh, regional, bank, uh, regional banks in uh, the, the U.S. Uh, call. I'm wondering if markets are concerned about that as well. Yeah, I think dollar weakness is probably what, what's driving the rand at the moment. Um, you know, the, the, the appetite for, for U.S. Treasuries is... Uh, is not as strong as it, it used to be. I mean, we're talking, you know, the, the BRICS story is happening uh, on our doorstep and uh, and a big uh, discussion point is to try and move away from the, the dollar. Um, so I think there, there is probably a bit of selling pressure on, on the dollar. Um, and of course, the, the, their own, the US um, balance sheet is not as strong as it used to be, you know, it, and the confidence in the dollar might be waning. I mean, it's a, been a discussion for many years um, but maybe there is a bit more of that coming through. Um, the risk is being appreciated maybe a bit more. Uh, and that's probably pulling the, the, the dollar maybe slightly weaker. Very interesting times we live in, Carl, uh, I must admit. Uh, let's uh, move on now to some company news. Maybe let's start off with a Spur. They seem to have really done well, benefiting from load shedding. Also, uh, that portfolio has a little bit for everybody. And I guess uh, that's been, uh, you know, the best part of uh, their portfolio during these very tricky macroeconomic times. Yeah, so Spur, I mean, excellent results that they came out with today. Um, I mean, I think it was reasonably well guided. Um, benefiting significantly from the um, low shedding environment, funnily enough, where the Spur brand in, in, in particular, where, you know, it, it, it was a place where families could go eat, um, kids could play, you know, so it, it just happened to benefit from from that and they could continue operating, I think. Um so I think it's it's a well-placed business in, in the South African market, catering for they know their market. Um, in terms of price points, also they're they affordable. So as much as the consumer is under pressure, I think um, the, the Spur brand and also the, the other brands within their, their portfolio, and I think Doppia Zero is the one that has been added uh, recently. So I think a good portfolio. Um, a great business in terms of uh, how they operate, franchise business, so capital light, um, generating high returns and uh, firing on all cylinders, it seems. So I think uh, 
uh, an excellent uh, result and, and a great company. Also keen to get your, uh, your thoughts on Avenge. Uh, you know, of course, they're lost there in the billions of rands. Uh, Carl, it does look like it was one project. But in my mind, I think that the, if you just compare to the, pre the prior period, that profit was 130 million rand. And I'm wondering if it was already, you know, uh, showing signs of not being as profitable as it can be, considering uh, the kind of industrialized business that it is. Yeah, so I mean, the the construction businesses have gone through a lot of uh, pain, and I think Avenge has also come through a lot. Um, currently, you know, the 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 business that now actually their their better business, McConnell Dial, um, is the one that that's come under pressure with this uh, huge loss on on one of their Philippine uh, Philippine projects. So I think in terms of the business, it's a it's a very volatile uh, and highly it's a highly risky business, actually construction, given that your your paper thin margins can be wiped out by one bad project. And I think that's that's been the story for for these construction companies um, for the last almost ten years. Um, always, you know, making 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 things work, and then one project, you know, tips them over. So I think that is that is where where I would probably stay away from construction companies in general from a quality point of view. Um, but uh, you know, management is doing. You know they've sold off assets um, to to shore up the balance sheet and uh, you know trying their best, but it just takes one one bad project to to really put a big dent into the into the financials. And Woolworths, let's talk about them. Uh, you know they've gone on to say that they're expecting headline earnings uh, to increase between twenty five and thirty five percent, but also finally speaking about having uh, you know uh, David Jones or uh, David Jones off the books, and I think this has been a great boost for them. Really shown that that really was not a great business. I mean, we knew it wasn't a great business for Woolworths, um, Carl, but it really was not a great business for Woolworths. Yeah, no, it was a huge drag on returns, um, and and just. Cash you know, attend, management attention, um, cash flows. You know they had to to fund fund losses on that side. So I think it's it's a huge relief for for that. And and it was always I think most investors on from a South African point of view believed it would be um, better just to almost write it off or just step away from it and and uh, and just stick with the, with the Woolworths uh, business and obviously Country Road and those ones that are the better quality over there. But um, I think Woolies refocused, you know, new management team, um, and I think really doing a, a good job. And, and they do have a, a very good competitive advantage in the local market, especially in the food business. The, the fashion, you know, they have their, their um, loyal customers, and, and, you know, when things go right, they can really do well there. Um, but I think especially in the food, they're certainly a big differentiator in, in, in the market. Uh, and something special there that that can continue generating returns. Now, Carl, we'd like to get your stock pick in a bit. Before we get there, let's reflect on some of the counters that have found favour with your industry peers. I fancy tobacco, even though I don't smoke. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it's British American tobacco. Um, you know, they, they released their half-year results on the 26th of July. A couple of weeks ago, um, their revenue came in at uh, 13.4 billion pounds, which was up 4.4% from the previous reporting period. Um, NGP, this new generation products revenue came in at 1.6 billion pounds. That uh, now represents 12.3% of group revenue, uh, up from 10.5% this time last year. Adjusted EBITDA rose 6.6%. 
to 6 billion, which represents EBIT margin of 44.8%. So it's a very high margin business. Yeah. And, um, you know, these new gen products are really coming to the fore. Um, they're gaining critical mass as the loss in this division was only 12 million pounds from this time last year, minus 222 million pounds. Yeah. Um, the adjusted EPS rose by 8.5% uh, to 181 pence. Um, you know, yeah. we at PSG, we, we got a target price of 821 rand. Okay. Um, so that's 25% up from current levels. Yeah. So I'm going for another South Africa small cap, and that's uh, Caxton. Um, so they should be releasing updates soon, and we expect to have a solid total results from them. Um, for viewers that do like value investing type of ideas, I do think they should no, look no further than Caxton. Um, and I'll tell you why. So first of all, Caxton is a, quite a cash flush business. So that underpins the valuation of you. Also, they invested quite a lot in working capital over the last couple of years. And at some stage, that will be released. And that will boost dividends, share buybacks, even corporate action. Talking about corporate action, Caxton owns, of course, a big stake in Impact, which is about 42% of Caxton's current market cap. Yeah. And Impact themselves deliver good results, and we think that business is well positioned. So my point is, if you strip out the cash and Impact from the valuation, you get the rest of the business at a very attractive multiple. And this so-called core business of Caxton, which predominantly packaging, um, is actually still growing. It's not a stagnant business, and the street cash are positive. So that business actually does have value, yeah. right? So it shouldn't be a business close to zero or whatever, certainly no doubt. And so for us, Caxton offers a very high margin of safety. We believe patients will be rewarded here. iShares 20-year-plus treasury bond ETF. This has been a, a wild ride for investors. I mean, investors in treasuries generally have... Um, had a lot more volatility than maybe they've been used to. I do think that with the credit ratings downgrade that, that happened recently, and we saw those U.S. yields spike, that's created a great opportunity to enter this trade. I think that as we start to see global central banks and the Fed specifically pivot, this is going to be one of the faster recoverers on that. Um, and, yeah, we think a total return perspective, if yields have to get back to 25 3%, um, this has got a potentially 40% total return upside. So something we're still watching closely and we still believe appropriate. All right, Carl, keen to get your thoughts on some of those. Uh, we have the iShare 20-year plus Treasury bond ETF, Caxton, as well as British American Tobacco. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, let's start with British American Tobacco. I mean, it was one of my stock picks not too long ago. So um, I'm also um, someone who would, would say it's a, it's a good opportunity to buy. Um, I think in terms of predictability, high margin, um, obviously you've got a shrinking cigarette business, but you've got a growing new gen, gen uh, uh, business. So I think growth will be there. It won't be super exciting, but you're getting a huge dividend, 6.6% uh, at the moment, uh, dividend yield uh, in, in hard currency and a, a trading at a PE of 7.5. So very attractive. Um, then Caxton, I think certainly there's a, an opportunity there a special situation where you unlock value is potential, uh, you know, is potentially there. Um, so that obviously depends on on uh, the speed of any of those uh, value unlock opportunities. Um, and then the iShares twenty year Treasury ETF. I think I mean it, it. It is definitely more attractive than it was, given where where yields are. Um, the question would be how long would it take for for yields to come back down. Um, and that might be, you know, it might not be as, uh, you know, reverting back to the mean that quickly. But ultimately, um, if yields do come back down, 
you'll get a capital return. So I think it would be purely on that that uh, that one would buy um, that. And so there is an opportunity there. It's just about how, how quickly things um, materialize. And keep to get your stock pick for today. Carl, which count is on your mind? So, I mean, it's they reported today, so Spur, and mm. we, we already talked about it. But, I mean, I think it's it's very attractive, of high-quality um, business, um, one of the few local businesses that are that are experiencing growth and, and uh, you know, appetite in terms of consumer uh, enjoying the, the product. Um, at the same time, you get it at a very attractive valuation. So, um, based on these results, I think you're just uh, north of a 10 times PE um, and a dividend yield of, of over 6%. So, very attractive valuation and you're getting a business that's, that's capital light, generating very high returns, plus you've got uh, the growth potential. Well, Carl, it's a pleasure catching up with you. Thank you for your time this afternoon. I know we'll catch up again soon. Uh, that was your Midday Markets Update with independent analyst Carl Hevers.